members of the OG army. Get those wallets unfolded. Coming up next on the other ground live stage, prepare for an eargasm by Passive J and Big Dalton. Well, good afternoon, and welcome to yet another edition of Other Ground Live. I'm Passive J. That's Big Dalton over there. Say hello, Ryan. Ladies and gentlemen, it is June the 24th. It is a Wednesday, and I am here to dip my balls in the fruit punch. Oh, I didn't know it was going to be that kind of party. Otherwise, I'd put my dick in the mashed potatoes. Holy shit. <laughs> no, I this see ain't the, no mashed potato party, Jay. Uh, I see the OG armies forming up in the chat box. Always glad to see you guys there. Uh, how'd your day go, Ryan? I have been in pain, and I am a good, oh, hour and a half of sleep in the last 24-plus hours. Well, times. well, dude, a trooper for not uh, uh, cashing out on the show today, that would definitely be a legitimate ex excuse to do so. Uh, lack of sleep is always a bitch. Uh, lack of sleep because you're in pain even more so, obviously. Uh, yeah, uh, so I guess that the back that you tweaked yesterday turned out to be not too awesome, huh? Well, and... It, <laughs> So I can tell I definitely tweaked it a little bit. The problem is, is like when you have back issues and you end up tweaking something in there, it's just like your body's natural reaction for all of the muscles surrounding your spine to just lock the fuck down. So I've tried to keep it relatively loose, but like it's one of those things that you can't lay down and get comfortable because it's like your back is always tense. Mm hmm. Yeah, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. The, the, the muscle itself, the pain is minor. It's the rest of the muscles fucking with it. Well, and this is more so it's it's pain in the actual like spine. There's problems mm -hmm. with the discs. But yeah, it is literally everything around it that is clamping down. And like my problem is it's like the uh so I've herniated discs from I think it's the the C eight through like the T two. So it's kinda at the end of your neck into the upper part of your back. Oh, that's a bit, that can't be a good spot. Well, and it doesn't help that I kind of have, you know, steroid-looking traps and a big back. So, like, I have a lot of muscle there to clamp down, and mm. it is clamping the fuck down. Oh, okay. See, I've never dealt with, like, an upper back, like, up, you know, lower neck sort of thing before. All of my uh, back problems are always, like, lower, and I'm normally lower and to the left. It's almost always the exact same spot. It, it's that spot's sore any given day. It's the first thing that gets sore whenever I work out. So it's like, I, I can feel it in my back a little bit there right, right now, but it's not bothering me or anything like that. But I know if I pull a muscle, there's an 80% chance that's where it's going to be. I don't know why. Yeah. I have kind of a weird place for my back to be as fucked up as it is. Like I have zero lower back issues, like other things going on, like totally fine. But yeah, that, that section of that very lower part of the neck and the upper part of kind of the, the kind of shoulder girdle there. Like it's, yeah, it's not good. Oh, geez. So I'm assuming you did not have a lot of time to go looking for stuff to talk about today. Well, I still had to work all day too, Jay. Like I well, just got saying, off. Yeah. Of, and this is, well, and this is one of the worst things is today I had one of those like world famous nine hour calls where we're doing like quarterly planning for things. So oh, not only was it a long, annoying day, it was a long, boring day. So, right, uh, right. yeah, fucking awesome. 
So yeah, you said lots of time to concentrate on your fucking back. <laughs> I've often told people that for a lot of my different, you know, pain issues, uh, the best thing for me is to do stuff like this podcast helps me out all the time because now, now, now I have my stomach issues pretty much under the control, but back when they were really bad, about one of the few times that I, I could like concentrate on something else and not on my fucking stomach sucking was doing the show. Cause I have to concentrate on what I'm thinking about and speaking with you and listening to you and all that good stuff. And like an entire hour will go by where I realized my stomach wasn't that bad. I mean, it was, but I had something to distract me. So, uh, uh, I don't think that's the type of stuff that was given to you today, obviously. No. So out of the nine hours, I probably did probably two and a half to three hours in the portable sauna. So what I did is like, there's a chair and stuff in there anyway, so I can basically pull it into the office. And what I did is I just didn't zip it up all the way around me to where you're completely like cooking, but the heating element on it is like almost right at kind of shoulder blade level into the back. So I could keep most of myself out of it and keep like that area still, you know, super warm, but yeah, I mean, it kind of helped. Shit happens, right? Yeah. Like a super duper heating pad, huh? Yeah, basically. Yeah. Well, interesting. Yep. Painful sounding. Well, that's a bummer because I didn't have a lot of time to do research as well. I figured you'd have all kinds of things to talk about considering uh, how things are going for you over at the OG anyways. Oh, I always have plenty of things to talk about and the OG can suck a dick. I think the first (laughs) thing, I think the first thing that we really should talk about Mm -hmm. is, I mean, your possibility to become famous. Oh, okay. Tell me more. So there's the Lord of the Rings. They're doing a TV series and Mm. they're shooting in New Zealand. I mean, you're not necessarily there yet, but they just put out a casting call specifically for funky looking people. Hmm. I'm not sure how I feel about this. Go go ahead. uh, Yeah. Here's exactly (laughs) what they're looking for. There's a post by a casting agency in New Zealand and it's looking for people that may have facial burns, long, mm. skinny limbs, mm. acne scars, mm. deep cheekbones, mm, facial lines, okay, missing bones, large eyes, what, what, and skinny what, faces. What's missing bones? I mean, if they're talking about facial features, what bones are you can you be missing in your face? Well, dude, that last that one just throws me off. Uh, unfortunately, quite a few of them I quali- qualify for. I have a, well, that's a what I'm whole saying. Bunch- I saw that list, and it's like that is J to a T. And if they're okay, just substituting missing muscle to missing bone, yeah. like you're you're definitely in with your you know half a peck. Uh, you yeah, there you go. I mean, you know, I've got several facial scars. Uh, okay, several might be an, an underestimate. <laughs> I have a whole bunch of facial facial scars. Uh, I am I do have a thin face. Uh, my arms, while they're not as skinny as they used to be, are still pretty thin. Uh, damn, I guess I. Uh, you know what? Uh, the only problem is it's in New Zealand. <laughs> Otherwise, still, you may want to put ahead. your name in the hat and be like, "Hey, you know, I fit this to a T." I'll do this well, super cheap as long as you just fly me out to New Zealand. <laughs> well, I believe you need like work permits and shit like that. So uh, unless someone saw me and said, oh, my God, they have to be this. He has to be the star of the show. They're not going to go through all that bullshit just for an extra, which is what they're looking for. They're looking for extras, you know, to, so that this is a good way to not have to spend as much money on your makeup department when you're doing a, a Lord of the Rings live action show. Well, and maybe it would be something that morphs into like, you know, a. A recurring character or something like that. 
You could well, end I'll... up being the Lord of the Rings Chewbacca. <laughs> and let's be realistic. If my acting ability is anywhere near my ability to tell a joke, there's no way I should be doing this. Uh, I've never tried to act before. Uh, all of my voiceover stuff is more commercial work. I, I do commercials and like uh, podcast endings and openers and, and uh, stuff like that. I've never done any acting type voiceover, so I don't know if I'd be any good at that or not. Uh, I don't think I'd be horrible about at it. It's not that hard to, you know, basically acting is just lying and everybody can lie. It's just how believable you are at it. So, Well, and obviously they're looking for you to be some weird, you know, disfigured character. It's not like you're going to have proper dialogue. You're not going to have a character arc. <laughs> well, one can hope, uh, uh, you know, for if, if we're shooting high here. But yeah, I don't. I imagine at the very best, I'd always be like a, a character actor. There's never no way in hell I'd ever be a main lead to anything. Let's be realistic. But I might be like the Chewbacca type to someone's hand solo. I, I don't necessarily know if you would be like a sidekick type. I think you'd be more kind of the the freak show Chewbacca type. Well, yeah. Well, you, you think uh, Chewbacca was like you know the norm? It's not like you know they were like, geez, we need to find a big Wookiee looking guy to be his sidekick. Uh, Chewbacca is a fucking freak of nature. He's a seven foot tall walking carpet. Yeah, I suppose you might have a I might have a case there, Jay. <laughs> so yeah, that uh, that would be interesting. Um, Someone told me that like a couple weeks ago that I should go to Hollywood, that they're looking for people just like me. I'm not sure how I was supposed to take that. I don't know if that was an insult or a compliment. Uh, I do realize I'm probably a distinct looking guy, but that might not translate over to the film world. Well, I'm sure if they're doing a new uh, a new season of Walking Dead or something like that, they could probably use you there. You already look emaciated. All they have to do yeah. is add a little bit of makeup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I, I imagine I, if nothing else, I could have had a career uh, in Hollywood as as uh, playing different monsters. <laughs> you know, the, the guy in the suit uh, career, because you know uh, those that's that's an actual thing in Hollywood. People that just do fucking like movie monster roles and shit like that. Someone who's tall or big or something like that, they'll hire them just to fill the suit. Um, like the guy who played uh, Mike Myers or Jason or people like that. They're not exactly uh, you know uh, acting geniuses. They just physically filled the role that they were looking for and just because i'm thin that doesn't mean anything because in a suit they can pad it out as much as they want i could be a big intimidating dude on t uh, uh you know a big intimidating monster on tv or the movie is probably pretty easy well yeah because you know tv and, and movies are absolutely fake exactly and that's what i like about them <laughs> So, um, let's see, what else do we got today? Uh, what else, well, what, well, before we get to my stupid bullshit, because my topics always suck, uh, you got anything else? Well, along the lines of absolute freak shows, did you hear that the, uh, the Chinese military is having a difficult time getting recruits? Um, no, I was always under the assumption that that wasn't exactly voluntary. Well, it's not necessarily voluntary. The problem is, is they can't find people <coughs> to meet the standard. Oh, I'm also kind of surprised there is much of a standard. They have like a, well, like, didn't they say an actual, like several million person standing army? So I, I didn't realize that they uh, were well, discriminating against they, people. That's what they try to say. The problem is, is a larger and larger percentage of the Chinese population is either one of the above or a combination of the above, severely overweight, serial masturbators, or have liver damage from over drinking. Oh, well, 
Uh, well, I, obviously, I would never be able to get into the Chinese army. Uh, um, I didn't realize they had such strict requirements concerning what you did with your penis. Uh, the rest of that makes sense, obviously. You know, uh, you, you can't have really fat people in, in the military. It doesn't work. Uh, it's too active of a lifestyle. And obviously, you can't uh, have people that have fucked up their liver from over drinking. You, you don't really want some pretty pretty severe drinkers going into the army because if it's the anything like the u.s military they'll uh, you'll, they'll end up even worse drinkers before they get out <laughs> you know that's uh, drinking is a great national pastime of quite a few of our military people so um that's just fucked up though uh they're the chinese are that much unhealthier than we are apparently it must be pretty bad like i think as a country we are pretty overweight and fucked up at least if nothing else i think we have a little bit more lax standards of who will let in and hmm. then we you know mold them into something usable either that or we just kick them out for having flat feet right at the end yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but it sounds like they don't even get their foot in the door to no longer be you know a fat drunken chronic masturbator right right well in the military at least back in the 90s when i was bri- very very briefly in there for tra- basic training i uh, had had things for to deal with the uh, uh overweight people and people that couldn't perform the basic physical things if you couldn't do like 12 push-ups or 14 push-ups i think it's like 12 it wasn't a lot and like 30 sit-ups uh they wouldn't even let you go into basic training you went into like a different thing that was basically the the fat platoon and all you did was exercise for like six weeks or something like that and then at the end of it uh and i could have the time wrong but it was it was basically they didn't go to basic training they got sent to this thing um, and stayed there yeah yeah and and they stayed there until they could go into the next cycle of basic training by being able to do the minimum amount of stuff or until they quit i assume um and obviously quitting in the military is not not an easy thing but if you want out bad enough they'll they'll let you out uh there's uh, i've seen a lot of, i saw quite a few people do that in basic training uh through various methods but uh yeah i'm surprised china doesn't have their fat camp you think that'd be a whole thing they would have like entire entire regiments of it if that's what they needed because china doesn't seem like they're the type of people to avoid hurting one's feelings yeah i don't know what the fuck's going on there but going back to your point like that's that's still pretty lax standards if you're talking about someone not being able to do like 15 push-ups. Right. Oh like, yeah, you yeah, know it. Yeah, go I'm ahead, 20 sir. pounds overweight, but over my like normal kind of walking around weight, and I can still sit here and bang out 50 push-ups. Like, I didn't know if it was a human thing to not be able to do like 15, 20 push-ups. Oh sure, I, I dude. When I got in, I barely did the minimum. I think the minimum was 12, and I could do like 15 or 16. Uh, you know, uh, not everybody has upper body strength. You know, think about all the uh, bird-chested uh, guys you've seen over the years. You know, that's directly related to uh, to upper body strength. Uh, the, the sit-ups on the other hand was absurdly easy for me because I don't have any fucking uh, upper body weight back then. So <laughs> I could do I could do sit-ups until I got bored of fucking doing sit-ups because there's no weight behind either of them. I'll just pop up, uh, up, doom, 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 doom. I was good at sit-ups. Uh, so, but you know, nowadays, I was a mental thing anyway, like everybody has enough muscle in their core to do sit-ups yeah, I think yeah, it's just it's... getting it through your fucking head that you have to do them. Now, the no, one I thing would... that I would to... throw me the right. fuck out is if they had like a stringent pull-up yeah. limit, because yeah, I've never been able to do more than like eight pull-ups. Yeah. Well, you got a lot of body mass that you're trying to pull up as well. Um, I was able to, I wasn't the best I was able to do is like 10 or 12. Uh, so, and I, I can't even do, as we mentioned before, I can't even do two right now. Those muscles have atrophied over 
the course of the, me being ill. Uh, but in the military, uh, pull-ups wasn't a thing. I don't think they ever asked me to do a single one. It wasn't involved in the fitness test. Basically, is could you do this many push-ups? Can you do this many sit-ups? And can you do a two-mile run in this month, this amount of time? And that was their physical stuff just for basic training. Hmm. Yeah, no, there's pull-ups involved. I guess uh, that, I guess I did well, not know that. Well, that is the Army. Uh, I assume the the Marines, uh, Navy, and Air Force all have different standards. From what I understand, ours is like. This, uh, their basic training is like the second hardest. The Marines obviously have the hardest basic training, uh, then the Army, then the Navy, and then the Air Force, from what I understand. But that could the Navy's ones I never really looked into much, so it could be just as hard as the Army's. But obviously, it's not going to be as hard as the Marines. They've got, they have everyone beat, and they probably have to do pull-ups in the Marines, I imagine. I don't necessarily know if they do have to do pull-ups. I'm actually thinking back of it, and this was another YouTube hole I went down a while back there was this channel of this like veteran that was reacting to like documentaries like you know just like the hour documentaries you would see on like the history channel or discovery or something that went through like the basic training of of all of the the branches mm -hmm. and yeah absolutely the marines had it the hardest like the drill sergeants that were, were the most assholeish and then it was the army and then the navy were pretty much a a, a sack of little you know, coddled children and then the air force, like, God damn, you may as well just like, yeah, it may as well be kindergarten. Right. Right now. And, and that is conversely how hard it is to get into one of those services. <laughs> the exact opposite. The, the, obviously the air force is the hardest one to get into, uh, cause they have the most jobs that require the uh, intelligence and technical ability and things like that. Um, then the Navy, uh, then the army and then the Marines The Marines will basically take anyone uh, crazy enough to join them and who meets their physical standards. Um, the army, pretty much the same thing too, because if nothing else, there's a bazillion different jobs in the army because the army covers a lot of stuff that the other uh, branches don't, you know, um, uh, like, uh, and the, uh, the same thing with the Navy, Navy and the Marines. Navy's got lots of jobs, uh, that are, in part, they're just to support the Marines. So I imagine they have a better relationship uh, than the uh, Marines and the Army do for the most part. Well, and it also kind of makes sense that, you know, your most ridiculous killing machines, you're going to, you know, skew more towards the not necessarily super intelligent guys. Right. Because you don't <laughs> want your, you know, absolute peak of the fucking planet killing machine have an existential strike crisis halfway through a war of like is killing right <laughs> well it was interesting because the marines do other jobs besides just the marine things that people know them for uh when i was in basic training the spot i was at was fort sill oklahoma they had me there because the next part of my training was in the same base uh, is, uh fort sill is the home of the uh, artillery they have all kinds of different artillery like different uh, jobs there for the different uh, artillery pieces and uh, trucks and missiles and MLRSs and all that good thing. And I met several Marines there that were there to train on these various things. They, the Marine had these, uh, access to this equipment, but they didn't have any, uh, buddy training people for it. So whenever they wanted people to learn that stuff, they'd have to send them over to the army. And, uh, I believe that's the case for lots of different things in the Navy, excuse me, in the Marines and probably, uh, to at least a lesser extent from the Navy. Uh, I'm not sure how much that crossover would be on that last one because the Navy I probably pretty self-contained and obviously nothing for the Air Force. The Air Force, you know, trains all their shit and doesn't need any of our trainers.
Yeah, I think there is a, a decently significant overlap. Like, I think all of the uh, Marine combat medics end up having to go to either Army or Navy. And obviously, there's all sorts of shit around there. But yeah, that's uh, that's definitely a thing. Yeah. Regardless, uh, mm-hmm. at least we have better people than China. <laughs> when I was in the Army, my uh, the captain of my company... Uh, it goes like platoons. There's four platoons in a uh, company, and then the company has a captain, and then it goes on from there. But our captain was a retired uh, United States Marine guy. Uh, I don't know what he was in the Marines, but he retired to here, you know, for a vacation, basically. <laughs> and he was a cool dude. Uh, he was. We all we all liked the captain. Yeah, he would keep come down and do PT of us because you know he loved doing push-ups. He goes, push-ups are awesome. The front leaning position is the position of a sexual Trianosaurus Rex. <laughs> you built staying power doing push-ups. <laughs> he was he was and he would you know he'd come down and wear us all out every once in a while because he was like probably a black guy in his mid-30s it looked like, which means he was anywhere from 30 to 80. Um and he and he was in super good shape. And he every once in a while, about once every two weeks, he would come over and take over the PT, uh take over PT from the drill sergeants and just wear us the fuck out. But doing it all the same, doing it all himself to prove it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, goddamn. <laughs> what else you got so there, Jay, Uh-huh. What the fuck's going on in your neck of the woods again? What do you mean? So, like so there, was this, there was this 40 year old or 42 year old black dude that got arrested after facial recognition technology incorrectly hmm. flagged him. Oh, really? So um, apparently Detroit's going all high tech and this was for a goddamn shoplifting charge. And there was this shitty kind of blurry surveillance video that they used. And then they used facial recognition to try to match it to someone. And they matched it to this guy, arrested him. He ended up spending like the night in jail before they took all of his information. And he absolutely was not the guy after telling them he was not the guy. So this guy was arrested, thrown in jail overnight simply because facial recognition, no actual like evidence, but like, this is like that weird, that weird technology thing. That's, uh, that's kind of creeping up on us. Wow. Um, that's unfortunate. I say that because not too long ago, uh, someone, I think a Detroit city council person, somebody was pressuring the Detroit police to stop using facial recognition technology because uh, they said that it had a, uh, uh, or they, cause they said it had a higher, um, percentage chance of misidentifying black people and what they wanted to do if they weren't going to stop it. She, they wanted to, the, she wanted the, the police chief to fire all the current people running it or, and, or move them to other parts of the police department and have the facial recognition software be run exclusively by black people. And he was like, well, that's fucking racist. I can't do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's, uh, I, that's why I say it's unfortunate because there are people that are already against it. And I think it's a good pe- piece of technology. If it works correctly, uh, if it's not going to work correctly, then obviously not so much. Yeah, so this was oh god, I think there's a uh, I think there's a John Oliver episode about it, and I I know people see him as relatively polarizing because generally he's talking about like kind of left-ish type of things. It was an interesting episode of people that are kind of doing this facial recognition, um, and part of it was and and you're right you're right on the money there, Jay. So most facial recognition does an absolute great job of identifying white people. 
It does better with white males. It gets worse with white females. And then as you go into basically any minority, it gets worse and worse and worse. And there are companies that are doing some crazy shit with this stuff. So there is like the leading company for this is this dude that has done like just crazy, terrible, like privacy things, but he's out there scanning essentially anything that you've ever put on Facebook, Instagram, anywhere on the internet, downloading all of your pictures and using it for facial recognition training. Hmm. Hmm. See, I have mixed feelings about that. I don't care if they're if downloading my shit and using it for facial recognition stuff, but I realize that's something that a lot of people will, will care about. And it's something that if you do care about, they shouldn't be able to do that. Um, so that like, well, yeah, people uh, think of it as a data privacy thing, right? Like yeah. you should be right, able to opt right. out of this saying, no, I give you no permission to consume and keep my, you know, my photos. Right. Right. Um, and this privacy thing is really a weird thing because uh, here in Detroit, their black lives matters after all these protests, the, the local group put out their list of things that they'd like to see changed. And one of the ones that surprised me the most is they want to get rid of something called project green light. Uh, that's here in Detroit. Uh, it's a relatively new program that the Detroit put out several years ago. Uh, what it is, is the Detroit police will come to your place of business install a security camera with a big fucking green light on it that says, Hey, uh, that says, you know, basically announces to anyone that wants the, anyone around that the Detroit police have active surveillance on this spot. That doesn't mean that there will, there will be someone watching the mo camera every moment, but there's a room full, full filled full of monitors with a guy sitting there watching them. Um, business owners love this shit, uh, because they feel it makes their businesses feel safer and their customers tell them it makes them feel safer uh, but for some reason or another, the black lives matter movement here in Detroit want them removed. They think it's racist in some way, shape or form. Yeah, I'm not with that. So actually interesting story. Uh, so one of my early jobs out of high schools, I ended up being a shift manager for a security company that did something very much like this. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a place called, I think the company was called West Tech Interactive. So basically what they did is they put uh, cameras inside of businesses. So they had a lot of like super urban locations and they would have like, they would do security for like White Castles and McDonald's and like a bunch of different like uh, convenience stores. And they also did like jewelry stores inside malls, things like that. Uh, but basically they had a constant feed and you had an entire security force that are just like watching these things over time. The people right. that worked there had like panic buttons that they could hit if something crazy was going on. But like part of the entire allure of it is like once every, I think, I think it depended on how you bought into it, but like once every hour, once every two hours, all of a sudden on a, like through your PA system of your business, we could actually patch into it. And we would give this alert, like, you know, uh, you know, this, this premises is being monitored via audio and video feed via, you know, whatever the company was called, blah, blah, blah. And then ask, you know, the employees if everything is okay, hmm. they say yes. And then you, you know, your, your security guy would be like, well, thank you. We'll continue to monitor. 
like when shit goes down, like you could have a fight in say like a white castle in urban Chicago, all of a sudden this booming voice out of the PA system starts talking directly to the people fighting saying police are being dispatched. And like, it's amazing how quickly those situations deescalate. Wow. That's a hell of an idea. I'm surprised. And that's kind of what the project green light thing is, but obviously they don't have, I don't think they have the ability to broadcast audio. Um, one of the things that was so impressive about the project green light was for the first time, these security cameras had fucking good security cameras, like HD cameras, not like the shitty uh, security cameras that you see, like at most places, yeah, like a crime will be committed and they'll show the security camera footage and you can't tell who the fuck anybody is. This right. shit's all HD. And like, you know, you, there was an incident like a year and a half ago where, uh, this chick uh, got pissed off around a couple of people and just started shooting gunshots at, at the various, you know, at the, into the gun, into the car as it was riding away. And, you know, and as she walked away, turned, you could see every fucking little thing down to her little shorty, shorty, uh, Daisy Duke shorts to like the color of her braids. It was, it's really impressive. And, uh, she got caught immediately because she was a distinctive looking person. Uh, and I think this sort of thing should be around lots of places. I don't, it doesn't bother my sense of privacy to go uh, go into a public place and realize I'm probably going to be recorded. Yeah, so I'm totally fine with it. I would like if they had the same capabilities that that security firm had. Mm -hmm. Like it, it, It's something that if I saw their logo even today, I don't know if they're still around. I'm assuming they probably are. But if I saw that logo on the door of a place, like I'm going to be more at ease going in there and, you know, having a meal or shopping or whatever else, knowing that if shit kicks off, someone is already recording everything that's going on has the ability also to record all of the audio that's going on and interact with the situation. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. And security is a weird thing. Uh, I have, some security guards are basically just sit there to watch monitors. Some security guards take their job really seriously. Uh, I've watched a couple of videos the other day about a, a security guard in a mall in Chicago. And this looks like a really fucked up, doesn't look like a cool mall. It looks like a really weird, like almost like flea markety type mall. And there's this one security guard on there who took his job really fucking serious. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like a 10 minute video of him kicking the pe people out and tasering them when they did, uh, whenever they didn't want, want to listen to him. Uh, it was in interesting to watch, but my entire time I'm thinking while I'm watching this, someone's going to shoot this motherfucker, <laughs> you know, like, cause it was very, very much a ghetto situation. You know, like he, he would tase people all the time and then they would come back to the door and start yelling at him some more and he'd tase them a fucking again. Uh, it was crazy. And I can't imagine that he gets paid enough for that type of job. Yeah, I could never do that kind of job. So when I talk back, like when I did security, obviously I did that like remote thing, but generally security, I did some event security, some like bouncer and strip club type security, but like most of my actual security security was very much like plain clothes. Like you had no idea I was there to be security and something. Right. Now, don't get me wrong. I've worked a couple security guard jobs, uh, but they were definitely pretty low key. I think I told you about when I worked uh, security at a Kroger's during a strike. Um, my entire job. Yeah, the one was where you were like yeah. grilling in the middle of the fucking store. Yeah, it was so fucking awesome. But most of the time, my my entire job was just to sit in the car and watch the front doors and make sure no one fucked with them. Um, and so a pretty uh, pretty easy job. I sat in my car for eight or nine hours. Once an hour, I would check in on a CB radio so that they knew I had been murdered by the scab workers. I mean, murdered by the workers. <laughs> uh, 
And, you know, uh, I, the only time I saw any even slightly action at all is because I got there just before the store closed. So and sometimes the, you know, the union workers would yell at the scab workers as they were leaving for the night. So but that was about it. There's no, no, never any actual violence, at least at the one where I was at. Apparently, the one in Flat Rock, uh, the Kroger's had quite a few incidents. A security guard got his feet ran over um, and shit like that. But my job there is pretty easy. I briefly worked as a security guard uh, at a different place, uh, but uh, that's when I decided it wasn't the type of, the type of job for me. They sent me to a, uh, a gas station that was um, having its tanks, gas tanks, like the uh, underwater gas, gas holding tanks? tanks. Their underwater holding tanks for gasoline removed or something like that. Uh, all I know is it was a gas station that wasn't open and it had a gigantic hole in the front where the gas pumps would normally be uh, with some fencing around it. Uh, and my job was to stand there and make sure no one fell in the hole. <laughs> that was my entire job. I'm like, oh, I, I could do, I, I never, I did one night. I'm like, I'm sorry. That is the most boring fucking thing I've ever found in my entire life. You couldn't even sit in your car. Um, you basically, you just stood there next to a hole for eight hours a day. <laughs> And I'm not picky in the type of jobs I'll do, but that one was too much for me, man. Yeah, that really does kind of sound like that sounds like a job that you would take. No, that's I, I need a little more excitement in my life after that. Ironically enough, I did a series of jobs after that that I failed at over and over. I told you about the electrocoding plant uh, plant that I got job electrocoding plant job that I got. And they let me go after three or four days because I wasn't physically strong enough to do the job. Uh, and then after that, it was the garbage uh, recycling plant that I quit after half a day. Uh, uh, and then a series of jobs like that. Just that most of my life was bullshit jobs until I uh, got the one I have currently. Which some would probably consider a bullshit job. Eh, it has benefits. Uh, I'm, I'm not rich, but and I'm, I'm close to poor. Eh, I'm probably poor, but I'm I, I'm I've made enough to pay for my house for every year so far. So as long as I can keep on going like that, that's all right. No, not everyone has to have an amazing, glamorous career that pays tons of money. That's ca called the law of averages. Everyone can't have uh, jobs like that. Someone has to do the lesser jobs. And that's me, I suppose. <laughs> well, speaking of, of, you know, kind of lesser jobs and things like that, did you, uh, did you hear the news that has pushed, you know, Popeye's into being the number one chicken restaurant in the world? And what would that be, sir? That would be the Chick-fil-A CEO went woke. Oh, um, really? Wasn't, isn't, aren't they a really ultra conservative company? Oh, absolutely. They are. If you're gay, watch out. But the CEO went on this like panel dis discussion at a church mm -hmm. and he went total like black lives matter, like white privilege is terrible. And on air, actually started shining a black Christian rapper's shoes. Hmm. Hmm. Several things. Uh, would he have shined that gentleman's shoes if he was gay? Uh, two, what's that supposed to mean? Uh, I don't understand why someone would do something like that. Uh, is he saying he's demeaning himself to black people? Um, what does that say for everyone who shines shoes for a living? Uh you know, that's not a, uh, granted, uh, shoe shining is not the most awesome job in the world, but it's a real profession that people do. And that's, if I was a shoe shiner for a living, I'd feel kind of insulted by that. I don't know. Apparently the rapper was a little freaked out by it. Uh, pandering. Thank you, Danny. That's the word I was looking for. Uh, that seems kind of ridiculous. And he, I, I would be, he should be creeped out. That's fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
and, and and it's so blatantly obvious we know what type of people the chick-fil-a uh management is they're not these people <laughs> they don't they, all that you know they're they stand for traditional white american values and i'm i've never eaten at chick-fil-a and i actually kind of don't plan to i heard they have delicious chicken sandwiches but their their ceos is a is an asshole and i don't like their practices for example, uh, I read an article last week that they donated donated another one point five million to a organization against gay rights, despite the fact that they said they would never do that again. Well, yeah, gay is bad, black <laughs> is good. Well, it's I'm not saying black is bad, but it's just if you think gay is bad, I'm not really going to believe you when you say black is good because obviously you're an asshole. Now I think you're faking it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm kind of with you on this one. But regardless, you don't need to go to Chick-fil-A when Popeye's exists. Mm. See, you know, the, and here's the thing is, even if a Popeye's opened close enough to me where I could grub hub it or drive to it without feeling in danger of my life, I can't have awesome chicken anymore. I'd have to have the shitty grilled chicken, which I assume they probably have. I can't have, like, uh, anything with with like skin on it or batter or fried fried is, is supposedly a big trigger for me. And while I'm not a big fan of uh, meat with bones in it, I could get past that for some Kentucky fried chicken. Uh, and I, from my, everything I understand, Popeye's is even better than Kentucky fried chicken. Oh, by a thousand times, like in the hierarchy of like fast food chicken, you have KFC is on the absolute lowest end. And then you have like your your Chick Fil A and churches, and then way at the best end, you have Popeyes. Hmm. See, I I must admit that I have uh, nostalgic reasons to like KFC. Uh, it's one of the few. It doesn't stop me if I've told the story. It's one of the few good memories I have. Uh, my childhood was uh, my stepdad would take everyone fishing, um, and we go fish on the Detroit River, and we do it at night. So on the way there at like five or six or seven o'clock when we were leaving, we would stop and get uh, a bucket of KFC on the way there. So, and I don't remember where this was, it's off the Detroit river and there's a park uh, with like right on it with uh, picnic benches and a couple swing sets and things like that. So we would have our, uh, get there, have our KFC and then fish in the Detroit river for like most of the night. And I wasn't big into fishing, but it was a family activity where I wasn't getting yelled at. Um, so I, you know, I, I enjoyed it regardless. Uh, it, I do have weird memories of it though. I remember like the big cargo ships passing in the middle of the night on the Detroit river. And all you could see is like the superstructure stuff on, a, on it. And it kind of weirded me out. I remember being scared for some reason, but then again, it, I was like seven, eight years old. Uh, kids get scared for weird reasons, but for the most part, I have really fond memories of that. And I think that affects how I feel about KFC. So the only, the only acceptable KFC that I can think of is and I don't even know if they necessarily do these anymore. Um, but there were the combination KFC Taco Bells. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So you could go and you could get like a bunch of tacos or something, and then get some either like popcorn chicken or like chicken strips or something like that. You throw that in a taco with the taco stuff. <laughs> God damn. Yeah, you yeah. Um... In life. I, I remember seeing a Taco Bell with something else besides a KFC before, too. Now, for the life of me, I can't remember what it was, but I remember there thinking were it was also, There were also combination, I think, uh, Pizza Hut and some of those. Ah, uh, yeah, that might have been. all it. under the same, you know, like, corporate banner. Do you, uh, do you, are you old enough to remember real Pizza Hut? 
You mean like old school Pizza Hut where you actually like went in and sat down and ate? Yeah, huh? Yeah. And they would have like there was even like the Pizza Hut buffet. Yeah, yes, but exactly. They would do like yeah. certain nights of the week or stuff like that. Yes, yes. And back then, Pizza Hut had amazing pizza. They would serve it to you on like an iron skillet or or something like that, and it was great pizza. Um, and uh, they they had they'd have a couple of video games, but it was an actual sit down type of place. Uh, obviously, pizza. I don't know if there's any Pizza Huts like that anymore. But back in the day, one of my cousins managed one, and I used to visit them every once in a while up there. It was goddamn. They had such good pizza. And I realize I'm probably looking back on it more fondly than I should, but it seemed like it was way better pizza than, than anything that they have out here now. Well, I mean, it was always chain pizza, so it was always inferior to start out with, but it was it was way better than today's inferior chain pizza. Yeah, um, for the most part. I mean, and, and since they are franchises, I assume you probably have ones that are better than others, but they all start with the same base, so... See, I, and I think a lot of it actually is, and you see that this with some of the uh, the franchises anymore, is they end up getting so strict about like where you get your ingredients and shit like that. So as they go downhill, no matter how good your franchise is, you're still fucked because you're getting suboptimal, you know, product. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. That that's exactly what happened to Subway. Subway used to be a good. Uh... Uh, chain of uh, sub shops and you know you could go to any one of them and you know you're going to get a decent sub because they all had the same thing they were prepared the same way and so on and so forth unfortunately over the years uh subway corporate must have decided they wanted to suck ass because now they all uniformly suck well speaking of sub places that went downhill do you remember mm -hmm. quiznos yeah i love fucking quiznos you know what happened there right uh, -uh. Uh, they just kind of died off. Uh, like I had felt like I had to do so with something with Subway uh, decided deciding that they were going to toast their subs too. So it actually had less to do with that and more to do with the corporation being absolute pieces of shit. So, oh, how so? So the franchises for Quiznos when it all started out, like they had freedom to like you know source their product kind of where they needed to. So they were able to make, you know, a pretty good amount of money. And you saw Quiznos popping up everywhere because they weren't super expensive to start and they pretty much printed money. What ended up happening is the corporate owners ended up buying a stake into like a food services company oh. and then required all franchisees to get all of their ingredients from that company. And it basically made it to where none of them could make any money because all of the margins completely dropped out of the place mm. because the corporate, the corporate company was basically gouging their own people because it was a monopoly. They forced them to go to their own supplier. Oh, which was more expensive than all the other suppliers that they had available before. So it wasn't even a quality thing. It's, it's that they made it so that their own franchises could not succeed. Right, yeah, they completely fucked it up. So their greed basically led to the end of their cash cow. Hmm. Wow, that's stupid. Quiznos was great. They had weird fucking commercials, uh, but their fucking subs were great. I have no clue why it was so much better. Cause they, and they were way better than Subway, even when Subway started toasting their subs. I, I don't know why I just have the rolling conveyor belt uh, cooking method seem way better than just uh, throwing it into like a convention oven that uh, Subway had. Um, but yeah, that's so funny. I think, I think there's still a couple around. I don't think they're completely out of business. 
Yeah, they might not be, but for the most part, they they pretty much all went away. But yeah, they uh, they popped up pretty quick on the scene, and then corporate fucked them over, and then they're uh, then they're gone. Wow. Well, there's something I uh, something I did not know. I learned something new every day. Shit. What else you got, boss? That's about all I have. What else do you have? We still have a few minutes before we uh, need to dive into our fight picks for this weekend. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, let me see what I have. Uh, one moment. Not too much. Um, this one's kind of weird. There's a voice actress named Jenny Slate uh, who is quitting her job on a cartoon on Netflix called Big Mouth. Uh, she's quitting it because she says the role should be filled by a black person since it's a black character on the voiceover series, I mean, on the cartoon series. She played it for three years, and now she thinks that someone, a black person, should take her job. That's a little extreme, don't you think? That is the ultimate virtue signaling stupidity. Like, especially in the voice acting community when, like, the entire thing is, is, like, on a lot of these things, people will be doing, like, multiple characters and, like, none of it matters. You're just a goddamn voice. Yeah, like, yeah. I, yeah. Why Why would you shoot yourself in the foot? I, I suppose... <sighs> If I'm not, if I'm trying not to be cynical, obviously she feels very strongly about that. If I'm being cynical, she's probably thinking that the uh, popularity and acclaim that she'll get from doing such a thing will get lead to a bigger role in the future. Uh, but I hate thinking like that. I I often think the worst about people automatically, and I need to change that about myself. Well, I think they should blackball her. <laughs> you want the virtue signal? Well, then I'm sorry. Then you, as a white woman, should just. Let other people have their turn at voice acting. <laughs> kind of like the fact that Bart Simpson has been voiced by a woman for 30 fucking years. Right. Does that mean she has to quit and, and let a let a dude do it now? Uh, an Asian dude, I assume, since they all, all are yellow. So, you know, technically the, the Simpsons are Asian. If you just go by skin tone, right? It, it's going to have to be a transgender non-binary pansexual Asian midget. <laughs> uh, well, let the search begin. I don't think you're going to find that one anytime soon. Uh, but when you find them, they got the job. <laughs> and um, what I, my next thing is more of the same thing, really. Uh, you're familiar with Brooklyn Nine-Nine or 9-1 or, or something like that. It's a sitcom uh, comedy show based on a police department. Yeah, so I've never actually watched even a single episode of that. That's the uh, is that the Andy Sandberg or whatever his name is? Yes, yeah, yeah. Show? Andy Sandberg, uh, I know Terry Crews is on it, and I think uh there are a couple other uh, big people. Uh you might have to wait a little bit for the next season because they said they're going to have to scrap all the episodes written for season eight and start over in light of the recent nationwide protests against police violence. So I'm guessing they had an entire season arc about beating the shit out of someone. Possibly. No, I think that's unlikely. I, I'm willing to bet that there's probably not much in that season that would offend anybody. Uh, they're either doing it just not to take chances or they're, and here's my cynical side coming out again. They're not rewriting shit. <laughs> Those are, these, we're going to see the exact episodes that they wrote. They just wanted to say that so they can get some virtual virtue signaling done. And, you know, for free, it's like, we're going to rewrite all the episodes. They were too racist. And then just not do it. Well, fuck racist. them then. I'm going to go back and watch The Wire again and maybe The Shield again. 
<laughs> in which they would probably both get canceled today because oh yeah yeah well the, God the damn latest, the great shows well the latest cancel thing is now uh tina Fey's apparently in hot water because she's racist against asians explain okay well she's already gotten some crap uh about blackface or something like that and you know she, and she went back and apologized about it now people are targeting her because in addition to the, sto- the shows that she was in like 30 rock she's also she also writes for 30 rock and wrote for a whole bunch of different shows and now they're going back and picking out uh scom- comedy skits and things that she done as did or wrote in different shows and saying that uh She's uh makes fun of Asians and they're an easy uh, comedy tar- target for her and things like that. Well, goddamn it, they're gonna go even further back and completely crucify that lady on Mad TV that played Mrs. Swan. <laughs> if she's still around and has a career, probably. I mean, that's where that's where we are right now. Anybody who's ever portrayed anything any race other than themselves or made a joke about any race other than themselves is a target now. Uh, I, if I wouldn't want to be a, a, a famous person at all right now, Jesus Christ, n- no one knows who's going to be next. You have to th- sit down and think about everything you've done and produced and been in for the last 30 years and hope that if there was something in there that no one notices it. But damn it, Jay, he looked like a man. He would look like a man. He had, he had the man face. He looked, he looked like a man. <laughs> Such a great skit. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, and think about it. There's not a stand up com- comic out there who hasn't done some kind of racial joke at one point or another, really. Uh, think about it. Not a single one. I, I, if you give me a, give me a comic and I bet you, if you give me a day or two, I can probably find something on them. So I just hope this sort of shit stops pretty soon. Cause we won't have stand up comedy. We won't have sitcoms. Nobody will be afraid to make a, everybody will be afraid to make a joke about anything. So all we're going to have is like serious drama. Somebody needs to break out the star of David symbol and call for Ari Shafir to come back with the amazing racist volume two. <laughs> yeah. Just go in, just fucking take it just head on. <laughs> I don't think that'd be a good idea from everything I've heard. Um, the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? the fervor over his comments was way overblown. Uh, at least according to him, I heard someone say that he made the statement that he wasn't actually dropped by his agents. It was an old agency that he didn't use. Uh, none of his, uh, none of his dates were actually canceled and yada, yada, yada. Uh, and I don't know how true that is. That just might be him doing damage control. Cause if he makes it appear like it wasn't a big deal, people will think it's not a big deal. I don't think there'd be any way in hell he'd go back and do another amazing racist sketch. Not if he has a fucking, you know, brain in his head. I don't know. I, I, as much as people want to shit on Ari, like if nothing else, he seems pretty goddamn true to himself of just not giving a single fuck. (laughs) Well, I do. I look at it slightly different. I think he's, he, uh, I think he gives a lot of fucks. I think he's a big fan of the calculated risk. Uh, he thinks the attention that doing these kind of bits will get him will outweigh the negativity that it could have to his career. And right up until the uh, Kobe Bryant thing, he was pretty much right. Uh, he's made a career of saying outlandish shit and getting attention for it. Uh, but most people thought he went too far in that one. And 
despite making a career on it, I don't think he gets too many more chances before he really does fuck up his career. He should probably find a different direction to go. See, that's the thing. I, I think he really does not give a fuck. Like, he's kind of an odd dude in that way. Especially when you think back of his career, like when he got to his absolute peak as like Rogan was blowing up and everything else, he decided he was just going to take like six months and go like backpack across like different parts of the world. Yeah, I mean, like, I he's might just be... a different kind of dude. So, yeah, right. I, I think he probably does come by it pretty naturally of just I don't care if this offends you. It's funny. And I think that's just kind of how he lives his life. Hmm. Like this I'm is a... like we are in the time that goddamn it's a shame that Patrice O'Neill died. Yeah, I never followed a lot of his comedy, uh, but I've heard good things. Okay, Patrice O'Neill was amazing at taking events like all this shit that's going on now with like cancel culture and everything else, and just completely turning it on its head and ripping the shit out of it. Like, if you get a chance, and I think everybody should watch this, but there was the time that Patrice O'Neill was brought on to, I think it might have been one of the Fox News shows um, with a lady that was, you know, freaking out about a rape joke or something like that. Mm. And the way he just obliterated that woman was fucking amazing. It was glorious. Well, all right, look at the time, dude. We better, we should probably get our, our fight picks in, huh? Oh, yeah, because you turn into a pumpkin in fucking six minutes. Goddamn right. <laughs> All right, you got your shit pulled up? Are you? you uh, I'm assuming you're going to want to do the names and shit. Well, I mean, if you want to do the names, you feel no, free. Let, no, let's not do that to everybody. <laughs> All right, so the first fight I see on the actual UFC site doesn't even have a picture for either of these people. That's it not is a good Kay sign. Hansen versus Jin Yu Frey. Okay, I'm actually familiar with both of these people. I follow Kay Hansen. She's had a pretty good amateur career so far. This will be her first fight in the UFC. Uh, I think she had a couple of fights in Invictia. She's really young. Uh, I think she's like 18 or 19 or something, ridiculously young. Uh, she's got a 6-3 and three record. Uh, June Young Frey uh, is fucking a pretty, a pretty badass too. But I, I, as I mentioned, I think she did most of her work in Invictia. Um, God, that's a hard choice. Uh, I'm going to go with Kay Hansen just because, yeah, I'm rooting for her. She seems like a cool person. Is this the first time that you know more about a fight than I do? Possibly. I yeah, well, no it's on me. I have no idea who either of these people are. There is literally zero information on the UFC's own site about these people. <laughs> no pictures. They both show a zero and zero record. Their last fight is both listed as debut. They are both zero foot, zero inches tall. Don't weigh anything, have zero reach, and apparently don't have legs either because they have zero leg reach. <laughs> well, so I can give you I'm the just stats. going to I'm just going to bank on the fact that you're probably wrong. So I'll go the other one, the Jin Yu Frey. Dude, they have the exact same record, kinda. Like Kay Hansen is six and three. Jin Yu Frey is nine and four. <laughs> so both of them lose about one every three fights. Um <laughs> But that's surprising. I, I have two people, two fights under them on the card here. So uh, my mine might be a little bit more than what you have going on. Uh, although they just might have the uh, bout order different on the UFC site. Man, I'm slurry today. Uh, I have Sean Woodson versus Julian Arosa as the first fight. Yeah, I don't even have that one listed. Um, mm. So yeah, we won't cover that one. 
Okay, how about we'll Jordan Griffin versus the... Joseph Zayl? Yeah, that's where I'm at right now. We have okay, go ahead. Jordan, the native psycho Griffin, versus the Moroccan devil, Yusef Zalal. I even have a different nickname. Uh, for me, uh, showing Jordan's Griffin's nickname is the Psycho Hammer. <laughs> uh, I don't know who any of these people are. Uh, Mr. Psycho Hammer has an 18 and 7 record, while the Moroccan Devil has an 8 and 2. So uh, I'm going to go with the Moroccan Devil just because I like his nickname better. Uh, yeah, I'll go with the Moroccan Devil since it sounds like the other guy can't even keep his own goddamn nickname straight. <laughs> Fuck that guy. All right, who we got next? Uh, next we have Takashi Sato, nickname of Ten, hmm. versus Ramiz Brahimash. Yeah, that's a, that one's a mouthful. B a r h i m a j. Assuming Brahimash. Okay. Um, hmm. Ten is a weird name for a, a nickname for a fighter. Uh, but I'm going to go up to Kashi just because I like that uh, name. I don't know why. Takashi sounds like a cool dude. I'm using a lot of logic here today. Who you got? Yeah, I think I'm going to go with Ramiz only because like generally the the Japanese and Chinese fighters, like once you get past like about, you know, like the lightweight division, generally they don't do so well. And I think this one's a welterweight. So, oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's a good point. Plus, generally, generally speaking, and I hate to say it, almost all of the Japanese, and I'm not sure about China because there's not that many out there, almost all of the Japanese fighter camps are way behind the U.S. and the United States as far as their training methods and such. So next fight, hmm? we have Monstro. Philip Linz versus hmm. the Bulldozer, Tanner Bozer. Hmm. I'm still waiting to... For fighters that I know other than those two chicks earlier, I never heard of either of these dudes. I'm going to go with Monstro, just because that's a more uh, more interesting nickname than the Bulldozer. I'm really doing all my fight picks according to nickname today, apparently. Yeah, I think I'll go Linz as well, because like, looking at the pictures of the two, I've actually seen him before. Okay. So I, I think he's at least fought in the UFC at least once. Hmm. Yes, yes you have, because he lost versus Andre Olowski in his last fight. Ah, yes, that was that fight. No, I'm, I should probably rethink that because if you can't beat an old man Arvlosky, oh, well, I'll still go with it. <laughs> Who's so, next? So, our next fight is Mero Romero Barella versus Miranda Maverick. Whose nickname is apparently The Maverick. So, I don't know. Uh, I'll give that, that nickname's neutral. It's not inventive, but it's kind of the only nickname you're supposed to have if your last name's actually fucking Maverick. Uh, so I'm going to go with Miranda Maverick for my pick. So is her nickname then just technically the? <laughs> I wonder how, if that's how Bruce Buffer is going to read it. <laughs> I mean, or is it going to be Otherwise it just sounds like, yeah, otherwise it just sounds like, you know, you're just repeating yourself. Just Miranda the Maverick Maverick. Yeah, it doesn't sound right. <laughs> Yeah, that's just. Uh, I'm gonna go Barella just because uh, that nickname is stupid. <laughs> okay, who do we got next? Like we can't have passive the passive J. Right, this doesn't make any sense. It's just yeah, goddamn. All right, yeah. Anyway, next next we have Violent Bob Ross versus Comma Worthy. <laughs> 
Okay, I'm going to go for Violent Bob Ross just because of this entire thing where everyone who has curly hair is now claiming Ben Askren is their dad. And he did the, I guess I'm the uh, the uh, unwanted stepbrother or, or, or something like that. So, I, and plus Violent Bob Ross is a fucking awesome nickname. So that's who I'm going with. Yeah, he has a great fucking nickname and generally his fights are relatively fun to watch. So, yeah, I'm going Luis Pena. Although I will say the other guy's nickname, the Death Star, uh, is unique. I don't think I've ever heard anyone use that one yet. So good for him, but I'm still picking against him. Yeah, I don't even have a nickname listed for him. So apparently he didn't get that one cleared by the UFC. Ah, <laughs> who's next? Uh, next, we have Sean the Sniper Woodson versus Juicy J, Julian Arosa. I don't see those guys on here. <laughs> or maybe it's the... Oh, that, this so that's is the, the first fight of the main card. Right, right. Okay, they have this listed as the first fight of, of the pre preliminary card, which shows what they know. Uh, I'm never going to pick someone whose nickname is Juicy J. That's just, I find that offensive. So I'm going with uh, Sean Woodson, the sniper. See, I'm thinking I might actually have to go with Juicy J just because this Sean Woodson dude... Mm-hmm has like this terrible cartoony skyline tattoo like right oh. across his belly that's never a good and look it just looks fucking stupid <laughs> so I, I cannot get behind that guy so i will go with the bad <laughs> nickname i'm i'm all in on juicy j <laughs> okay fair enough who's next uh next of all we got john volante versus the crochet boss Maurice Green. That's how you say that name? G-I-A-N -G is John? Yep. <clears throat> Boy, I'm glad you went for that one. Um, okay, now we're going into the realm of just absurd nicknames, so I'm glad that this this card has a theme, if nothing else. The Crochet Boss, huh? huh. I don't really know where he's going with that one. Uh, he so likes I'm to crochet. Pick, like, like, uh, literally, that's the thing. He likes to crochet in his off time. <laughs> okay, you know what? I'm going to pick him. That's fucking funny. Yeah, I'm going to go with Maurice Green as well. John Volante, generally, like, he's not super great. He'll come in and he'll he'll throw down. But, like, he's just, he's never gotten past kind of that one that one level. So I right will here. go with the Crochet Boss. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. His biggest win is Ed Herman, uh, like, in 2018, which is a little bit past Mr. Herman's expiration date. Well, Ann Herman was a natural 185-er. Right, right, exactly. All right, who's next? Um, next of all, we got Brendan All In Allen versus Kyle Dawkus. Huh. Man, we really are going all in on these nicknames, too. Um, now, my site here shows uh, Kyle as an underdog, uh, but being 9 0, I'm going to pick him. I think I think he can pull it off. Go, Dawkus. Yeah, I'm going to go with Brendan Allen just because the picture they have on the UFC site for Kyle Dawkins, like, he just looks kind of sad and meek, and he's wearing, like, off-brand, like, basketball shorts. <laughs> oh, so, fair enough. Yeah, I'm going to go Brendan Allen. Okay, what do we got next? Next of all, we've got platinum mike perry versus mickey gall weird 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 fight uh mickey gall is kind of like a 
barely UFC level, to be honest with you. Uh, he seems like a good dude, uh, but and he's two and two and two out of his last four fights. But they're giving him the underdog status uh, here on this MMA site versus Mike Perry, and his wins don't really impress me either. He's uh, coming off of two losses, uh, and he's lost three out of his last four. I'm not really sure why he's such a big deal. I, mean, I guess he's an entertaining fighter, but he's not awesome. And as we mentioned before, he's having his girlfriend corner for him. It's a real fucking thing. She's been doing all of his training. She's his coach, uh, life partner, and the, the, all of his being, apparently. And I think Mickey Gall's going to fucking whoop his ass. I a thousand percent hope that happens. Like, I think Mike Perry is probably right now the better fighter. Like, Come on, when like your your career win right now is against CM Punk, like I don't know what to think <laughs> of you as a fighter. But goddamn, right, I'm rooting yeah. for Mickey Gall just so we can release Mike Perry, and he can go make terrible YouTube videos or something. And as we mentioned yesterday, that's a, a, a thing that could possibly happen because this entire thing with his girlfriend being his trainer and his corner and all this good stuff is a relatively recent thing. He has had high level training for many, many years. So I don't think we're going to see much of a difference from it this time. Yeah, so he might very well beat Mickey Gall. But if he keeps this up, I don't think he's going to have any success in the future. Yeah, I just absolutely 100% hope Mike Perry gets knocked I hope he gets knocked unconscious to the point that he wakes up as a normal human. <laughs> well, that's unlikely, but stranger things have happened. Hey, there are people uh, that have got? gotten like bad concussions and like car accidents and stuff that'll all of a sudden wake up and know how to play like, you know, Beethoven level piano. Like we can hope that one just <laughs> glorious like punch to the face will knock Mike Perry into a respectable human. <laughs> one can hope uh so i guess we're up to the main event we are so we have dustin the diamond poirier versus the hangman dan hooker um unless dustin who i'm not really a big fan of by the way i've i followed him on twitter for a while and he's kind of an asshole uh but unless his skills have deteriorated tremendously lately he this isn't gonna be much of a fight i don't think uh daniel hooker who's also kind of an asshole on twitter as well um I don't think he's got nothing for Dustin, to be honest with you. Yeah, I I, I kind of take offense to Dan Hooker talking shit to the guy that quit on the stool last week. That was exactly what it was. I followed. Yep, I was following him, actually, because I know he's an upcoming pro prospect. Well, until that, I was like, oh, fuck that guy. Yeah, Upcoming prospect? He's fought like 30 goddamn times. He's actually probably living yeah, his but career, but... Yeah, that was a total, as far as like coming up, coming up for a title run. That was a total douchebag thing, especially when he's been finished in the middle of the octagon by a shot to the body where he just collapses and sits down in the middle of the cage. So right, like, exactly. Fuck that guy. Plus, Poirier looked <laughs> like an absolute world beater until he ran into Habib. Yeah. Yeah, he's his loss. He's got a loss versus a B, but he beat Holloway, Alvarez, and Gagey. Yeah, you know, Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, he went on a fucking tear and he looked amazing. So it's hard to take that, you know, Habib loss as him like slowing down or getting worse. Like everybody gets mauled by that dude. Right, so exactly. I, That's you can't really indicate yeah, that. Yes, so I don't see any way that Dan Hooker wins this. I hope that he gets beaten to the point that he quits on the stool. 
<laughs> that would be ironic injustice, wouldn't it? Yeah, I didn't like that at all. I think the comment he made was, how do you make it into UFC without realizing you're a marshmallow? And that's just a shitty thing to say. Yeah, I, I don't see Dan Hooker out here taking, you know, four-day notice fights. Yeah, exactly, yeah. That made me unhappy. Well, I don't know. Well, look at the time, dude. I think it's about done. Uh, I want to thank the OG Army for showing up today. I, we do the show for you guys. I couldn't do the show without you. Uh, I want to thank my partner, Big Dalton. Uh, I couldn't do the show without him either. Plus, he helps me out in my personal life so much, he feels like the big brother I never wanted. What do you got, Dalton? So I have two things. Number one, and I'm going to speak you know, directly to some people here. This one, this one goes out to China. Listen, you fucking pussies. Lay down the porn. Quit jerking it. Quit drinking. Quit being fat, lazy, some bitches. Your country needs you, boy. Get it together. <laughs> God, I hope they don't, actually. What else you got? They're not going to fucking listen to me. Come on. It's fucking China. However, <laughs> in other news, for everyone else in the world... Fuck all y'all. Everyone have a great night. We'll see you tomorrow at 6. Bye-bye. Screw you, hippie! <laughs>